Next Chapter Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, my name is Michael Goodfriend, and I'm the executive producer of the Play On Podcasts. My guest today is an acclaimed poet, playwright, screenwriter, whom the New Yorker describes as the heir to Garcia Lorca, Perundello, and Tennessee Williams. No pressure. He was named the Library Laureate of San Francisco, the recipient of the Doris Duke Artist Award and the 2015 Glickman Award, he was a finalist for the 2015 Kennedy Prize and a 2019 Obie Award winner for The House That Will Not Stand. His other plays include X or Betty Shabazz versus the Nation, Black Odyssey, The Gospel of Loving Kindness, Every Tongue Confess, On the Levee, and The Road Weeps, The Well Runs Dry. His feature adaptation of The Color Purple Musical will be released in theaters in December of 2022. And his Marvin Gaye biopic was just picked up by Warner Brothers with Alan Hughes attached to direct. On TV, he's written for The Exorcist, for Fox, Z, The Beginning of Everything, for Amazon, Mindhunter, and Tales of the City for Netflix, and The Chi for Showtime. He's currently developing shows at OWN and Hulu, as well as working on films for HBO and Fox Searchlight. And he also translated Shakespeare's King Lear into modern English verse for play on Shakespeare which has been produced as a podcast series by Next Chapter Podcasts. It's my honor to have Marcus Gardley with me today. Marcus, welcome to the Play On Podcast bonus content series for King Lear. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. When did you know you were going to be a playwright? You know, so when I was growing up, um, I hadn't seen a play actually until I got to college. Um, uh, and so when I saw my first play, which was this uh, Rita Dove's The Darker Side of the Earth, um, which was actually at Oregon Shakespeare, actually, festival was the first time I've been there. And I didn't know that a play could have so much poetry. I was familiar with Shakespeare, but this was a modern play. This was a contemporary play. And um, that I just saw I was in this space where all this language was alive and it was doing things to my body and it was doing things to the audience. And um, and I was already a poet and had loved, you know, just really loved writing poetry. It was my number one thing. And I just thought, let me try my hand at it. And the first time I walked into a classroom and heard my play alive, I changed everything. I changed my major. I changed my plan for my future. Literally everything changed in that moment. And I haven't looked back since. So it's really that moment of really seeing the language alive and in the mouths of other people. Because, you know, when you're a poet, Oftentimes you're reading your own work, you know, at poetry slams or what have you. But, you know, the the gift of having several actors, 
activate that language in real time. Um, I just knew that was my purpose uh, on this planet, and I have been doing it ever since. How old were you? I was 19. I was 19. Yeah. And you were a student at the time? Yeah, I was a student at St. Mary's um, College in Moraga. So I was a college student and I was a French major. Um, and so I changed my major. I changed everything. And I was going to do international business and, and I was going to move to Paris and live there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, all of that changed. What was the first play you wrote? The first play I wrote was a play called Live Entire, which was actually produced. Uh, I ended up uh, leaving St. Mary's and going to San Francisco State University. And I entered in the playwriting contest and I had this really great professor named Roy Conboy. Um, and uh, I did a one-on-one with him and I was working on this play and it was a really great experience because, you know, I was so used to getting feedback and, you know, needing that, needing um, constant, um, you know, critiques, but also, you know, constant support. And every time I turned in a draft, I would say, well, what do you think? And he would say, well, what do you think? <laughs> and I would say, I don't know what I think. That's why I'm here. And it was a, such a valuable lesson that I use to this day. And his, his gift that he gave me is if you don't love the work, how will we love it? And so I kept, when he kept throwing it on me, he would never tell me what he thought of the play. And when he kept putting it on me, I started to write what I wanted to hear. I started to write the world that I that I saw because it was really up to me. And then, you know, I was entering this contest and he selected that play. It was such an honor. And so that was the f- first play that I wrote and the first play that I saw staged. Um, and it won this festival, which is a great opportunity. Where did you grow up? So I was born and raised in Oakland, California. Um, my father's a pastor. My mom's a nurse. And I was raised in a very, very large family. My dad has 10 sisters and four brothers. And my mom was raised with her cousins and her siblings, which was amounts to about 11. And all of those people had kids and all of those kids were like my neighbors and I grew up with. So I always had a lot of relatives and a lot of people around me. And so the plays that I write tend to be very large, which is also, you know, um, my obsession with Shakespeare, because he writes these big worlds, these large scale plays with a lot of characters. So that's why I was able to really relate to Shakespeare, because that's the world in which I saw. There was always a lot of people around. I was always surrounded by people that loved me. And people that told great stories, you know, if you in our family, if you really want to be well respected, you better come with a great story. That's how you sort of get clout in in my family. This is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with the creatives behind the scenes. To listen to the full interview, join the Play On supporting cast for just $5 a month, which by the time you hear this might be less than you'll pay for a gallon of gas. You'll get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. You'll also enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On podcast series. Subscribe today for $5 a month. Join the cast go to ncpodcast.com and sign up today. Thanks for listening. When you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next Chapter Podcasts.